Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Welcome to episode 27 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about cold weather running. So I actually just got back from my run, and I think the a lot of times I just really quickly look and then I don't focus on it because I saw something about two weeks ago that said, if you complain about the amount of snow, you're not going to change the amount of snow. Or if you complain about the weather, like it doesn't make it any warmer. So I've decided like this year just to embrace it. Uh, even though I live in an area where we've had a lot of below zero like uh, air temperatures and that's without the wind chill, I still really believe in getting outside. Uh, it's really important for me physically and mentally, probably more mentally, because uh, I could definitely hop on the elliptical or on the treadmill, but I still like to go outside. So I was going to go over like my tips uh, and some scientific research I've done on running outside in the winter. Uh, And I'm going to start with the winter part and then I'll go into like specifically snow uh, because I live in an area where we have a lot of snow. So this episode isn't particularly focused on like being over age 40. But I do think as I've gotten older, like I definitely don't take it for granted being able to get out in nature. And I think, you know, when you're really busy, uh, you know, don't don't uh, just the immense benefits of getting outside, no matter what the weather. It's 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 so important for our mental health. Anyway, okay, let's start. Tip number one. This one's pretty obvious, but you want to keep your hands warm. So why do our hands get so cold when we're running out there? So if you think of it, your hands have a really large surface area to volume. And what happens is when you have that larger surface area, heat is lost more rapidly. So that makes sense. Uh, And then our hands also are covered with thinner skin and have less hair. And then they have a greater blood flow uh, in, in our hands and fingers. And so heat can escape more quickly. So scientifically, you know, our hands are set up to, to lose that heat quickly. So running mittens, a lot of people, know this, but not everybody knows. So running mittens are generally warmer than winter running gloves. And that's because your fingers are rubbing together. Uh, So if you do have gloves and you like gloves for whatever reason, and when your hands get cold and you're out there, what you want to do is just make your fists in a ball shape for a few minutes to warm up. So like you just take your fingers out of the finger part and just make a ball shape. So uh, one tip that's, you know, and again, it's a scientific thing is don't rub your fingers together. I, I tend to do that, like rub my hands hands together. But if you actually wiggle them, it will warm it up faster. So wiggle, not rub. Uh, Make sure to keep your winter running gloves and mittens dry. If you get them wet, it's like, what is it, five times greater heat loss. Uh, So you need to have waterproof running gloves. That's pretty much a must. And I have some links uh, to my favorites. And actually, some of my favorites are just like really thick ski gloves. So nothing too uh, snazzy about that, but they're some of my favorites. I know a lot of people, I don't do this, but a lot of people stick a hand warmer in their running mitten 
or their gloves when you run in the winter. So I think that's pretty smart. Um, don't, uh, come back in, like if you're running on a trail or whatever, and then put your hands under hot water or under a dryer to warm them up. Like it's tempting to do that. But what you do is, um, you can, that actually can be really painful with the sudden change in temp. Uh, what's better is to take your hands above your head and then swing them. I know it sounds weird, (laughs) but it actually will warm them up uh, better and then move your legs back and forth and then that'll get your toes warm too. Uh, The other thing, you know, about your hands and your feet, um, when you come back from a run and I do this, so it's, I'm telling you not to, but I do, uh, you're supposed to drink non-caffeinated beverages after the run. Uh, The caffeine can actually constrict the blood vessels and it can make your hands and feet uh, not warm up as quickly. But anyway, I can't really say that I don't do that uh, because I do. There's something to be said about when you're out there in like zero degree weather, like dreaming and picturing your hot coffee when you get back. So uh, so that's that's all about your hands. Uh, number two, I think, is another one that I'm not the best at. So uh, don't forget to hydrate and fuel properly when you're out there running in the cold. So uh, the the reason this is so important is when you're in cold, cold weather, your thirst response is actually reduced by up to 40%. Uh, so it's like, it's not only that you don't feel thirsty, like your thirst response is true. It's scientific. Uh, so what's happening is your blood vessels are constricting to try to keep you warm. And when more, more of the blood is circulating in your body, you're tricking your body into thinking that it's adequately hydrated and then you don't feel thirsty and you don't drink enough. And then a double whammy is your kidneys actually don't receive the hormone signaling that they need to conserve water. And then they increase production of urine. And then the third kind of hitter on this uh, is that when you're running in the cold weather, your sweat actually evaporates faster than in the normal area than the normal air. So you're even less aware of sweat, even though it's happening. So in a normal temperature or on a hot day, you know, we know we're sweating and that kind of reminds us to drink extra water. But when the temp drops, we forget to do that because the sweat's evaporating. And then when you're breathing in and out in the colder weather, especially like really cold, you lose more fluids than normal through respiratory water loss. So if you see your breath out there, like that's actually water leaving your body. So just keep that water bottle filled up. Um, You know, it's better actually to drink at warm room temperature if you don't mind that. Uh, Heated lemon water is a really good alternative. So if you do need to drink water on like on a longer run, if you're, you know, taking a longer run, you definitely need to. It's better to keep it at room temp. So, uh, you know, just maybe fill that water bottle and don't put ice in it. And that'll keep you uh, keep you hydrated and warm. (laughs) Okay, how about nutrition for running in chilly weather? So cold weather actually affects your body's metabolism, too. What's interesting is your body uses up glycogen more quickly when you're running in the cold. So why is that? If we're shivering, we can actually use up to five to six times more of our glycogen stores than normal. And then our body also is secreting an increased level of epinephrine into the blood. And then that's resulting in the glycogen breakdown. So, you know, the 
question is, does that mean that you're burning more calories in the winter? Well, let's just, yeah, probably maybe a little bit. Um, but once you're running, you're probably generating enough heat that your body's not going to be burning extra calories. But it's a really good reminder to just maintain fuel for your run all year with healthy food. And I think, you know, it's easy in the cold winter dark months to grab comfort foods over like the harder to find fruits and vegetables. So that's just a tip to, you know, just put some extra effort in. I'm trying. Uh, Tip number three for running in the cold, uh, minimize wind. This one's kind of a no-brainer, but the wind is truly your worst enemy. So it's always best to run in the wind first. You'll be thankful on the way back. Uh, And then honestly, if it's really windy or really chilly, like have someone drive you out and then you just complete the run back. Uh, It's not taking the easy way. It's actually taking the smart route. Um, And you might also want to consider just find a route where you're protected uh, by you know, by buildings, by woods, by trees, that kind of thing. Uh, tip number four, take care of your skin. And this one's especially as we age, that winter running can wreak havoc on our skin. So all of us, if you've been out in the run, like in the cold, you might have come back with like frosty eyelashes. So what you don't want to end up with is like that itchy, scratchy, super dry skin. Uh, and the lower humidity in the air can just reduce your skin's overall moisture. So some people just put Vaseline on their hands and face before they go out. Uh, I sometimes use like a specific, it's just like this, um, thing I got off Amazon, but it's like a hydration mask and I have a link to it. Um, and I put that on before I go. Um, and obviously lip balm is super important. Uh, and then just with this, since you're not getting so much natural light, I have another episode on this, but just make sure you're taking your vitamin D in the winter. Uh, tip number five, cover your eyes. I didn't do this until uh, this year. So my eyes were always really dry and I wear contacts. So that was super annoying. And I was always having to put eye drops in later in the day. But this year I'm being really careful and making sure I wear um, uh, sunglasses all the time. Uh, And the ones that I like, they're, what are they, gooder. Uh, So those are what I would recommend. They're like $25 on Amazon. So they're not even very expensive, but you know, your eyes produce tears constantly in the winter, but in the winter, the tears actually evaporate and the wind worsens that. Um, And then same with your hair, like your hair can get really dry. So just make sure you use some extra conditioner. Uh, Tip number six, uh, realize your stats may look a little different. It is harder to run in the cold. You actually have less strength and power. Uh, Your muscle contractions are less efficient and your muscles lack the normal amount of force. Uh, So you need to warm up better. Like you need to take a few extra minutes to warm up before you start your speed work uh, in the winter. And then realize that if the temp is under 10 degrees, your VO2 max actually drops uh, and your heart rate trends up in the cold and you generally tire more easy, easily. So that does not mean that you shouldn't run in the cold. You totally should, but you just need to look a little less at the total distance or the pace and, you know, maybe consider running for time. And if you are going to do speed work, take that, you know, on an indoor track or the treadmill. Uh, tip number seven is that mindset matters. Like it sounds so uh, funny, but visualize yourself somewhere warm. You know, give yourself an extra reward or something to look for, you look forward to. And again, like I said, I, I, I can't take credit for this, but when I did read it about, you know, the, the amount of snow and the temperature is not going to change because you're complaining about it. So you might as well stop complaining and like just try to embrace the snow. 
Uh, tip number eight is to stay safe when you're running in the cold. Uh, so here's a personal story. Keep your key fob somewhere warm. So I've kept it like in a hand before and the key battery actually, because of the cold, it just went dead. If that ever happens to you, you can rub the key fob like you're between your hands and warm it up and it will start back. But um, that was kind of scary. The same goes for your phone. Put your phone in something so that the battery doesn't die. Um, I even just sometimes stick it in a glove. Uh, or in my running belt, like in a, in a glove. So that's just one. And make sure you tell someone what route you're going and when you'll be back. And definitely if you're running in the dark, you know, use reflective gear. Uh, tip number nine, obviously use caution with, when snow is on the ground. Uh, going for a run on a snowy day can be super fun. Uh, so we'll talk about that in just a second. But, you know, just obviously use extra caution. And then number 10, most runners know this one, but layers are really key. And uh, they will keep you warm on the run. So you think you need all these clothes. Honestly, I have I just have an Under Armour, like, um, really, really nice wind breaking jacket. And then I usually just wear one layer under that. And then I wear an Under Armour pair of tights and then a pair over the top of like um, more of a windbreaking type pants. And I'm completely fine. Uh, sometimes if it's super duper cold, I'll actually throw just a plain tank top under those two layers, but definitely no more than that. Uh, covering your face and then covering that with a hat is definitely helpful too. Uh, so that's just kind of layering up. I actually get by with just one pair of socks. So I know some people wear like a liner and then another pair. I have the features socks. Uh, I got those for Christmas and they're working great. My feet haven't gotten cold at all. So I recommend those. And then just about the snow, uh, you know, obviously, if you're running in the snow, run for time and not distance. So uh, whether the snow is, you know, freshly fallen or it's a few days old, the snow is not ideal for a speed workout. Um, but it can be so good for your legs. It's almost like running with weights on your feet. Uh, and what happens is when you get out of that, then you will be light and like feel super quick in the future. Uh, choose your surface carefully when running on the snow. Like I actually like to run on uh, dirt trails, like where the, the snow is packed uh, or on the gravel on the side of like a rural safe highway um, because it's less apt to be icy uh, and you just have additional traction. Um, wear appropriate footgear. So I use the Yak Track Run traction cleats. Uh, and then there's also some shoes I know that are specific for it. But uh, I just keep one spare pair of running shoes and then I keep the Yak Tracks on them. So otherwise, it's kind of a pain to put them on and off. And I don't, you don't want to use them definitely when there's no pave, when there's not, like when there's a mix of snow and pavement, they can be annoying because you don't want to wear them down quickly. And when you hit the regular pavement, they're loud and just annoying. Uh, so just keep them on a separate pair of shoes. But you'd be surprised with the footing you can get. Uh, you know, not on black ice, <laughs> just skip running on that. Um, but they do really well when it's like a mixture um, about those. Uh, if you uh, if you just buy a pair of shoes, there's like actually, you know, snow running shoes out there too. So, and I got my Yak Tracks on uh, Amazon. They're only like $20. Uh, I already mentioned the sunglasses, but the snow, if, if there's snow on the ground, you definitely want to make sure you've got those uh, sunglasses on just because of the glare, um, not just because of the wind in your eyes, but because of the glare. Uh, let's see. I, I think this is just kind of a funny one too, but take time to enjoy the magic of the snow when you're running out there. So... 
you know, it's always funny every winter. I think I just can't do this anymore. Like we get this snowfall and, but then you get out there and you think, you know, think about when you were a little kid and how you felt about, you know, playing in the snow or the silence of a new snowfall, you know, take your earbuds off and just kind of appreciate the winter. I think that's, you know, really special. And I mentioned this, that it's kind of like weights on your feet, but uh, running in the deep snow, it is you definitely don't time it because you'll be super slow, but it's kind of like snowshoeing and it works pretty much every leg muscle you can imagine. And it really makes you lift up your knees. Uh, one thing that I've done ever since I was a kid uh, is a fartlek type workout when running in the snow. So what I mean by that is not necessarily like anything majorly planned, but let's say you're going to go run for an hour. Anytime you're in the snow, just make it snow. Like this is when this, maybe the plows have come through and it's pretty clear, but there's still a lot of patches. Uh, you know, do the snow part slow and then really pick it up when there's dry pavement uh, and then slow back down. You know, it just kind of makes you pay attention to your surface. It gets your heart rate going. It's just a good old run in the snow. Uh, altering your form can help a little bit. So you want to keep your feet a bit lower to the ground than normal and then speed up your cadence. Do you know, so you take smaller, more frequent steps. And the thing about running in the snow is it's so super good for your core because it's kind of hard to cheat. Like you have to stay super tight just, uh, and you know, to stay stable. Uh, so that's smart. And then I just want to say, like, watch out for snow plows and cars. Like, don't wear your earbuds and just be extra caution because they, they're not probably planning to see a runner on the road. So that's, you know, just a recommendation. I, I like to drive to a well-cleared area um, just where it's a little safer. You know, good places are college campuses, uh, schools, mall parking lots, uh, you know, or any kind of trail where you know that they um, they are generally clearing it pretty quickly. Uh, and then, you know, just, I'm going to end this one just by saying like uh, getting outside has that such a good benefit, but it's hard to get out. So give yourself something to look forward to when you come back, even if it's just, you know, I'm going to take five minutes and sit by the fire with a journal, whatever it might be, but, um, but just get out and do it. So, uh, please share this podcast and, you know, maybe, uh, uh, post a picture of yourself running out in the snow so that you can motivate others to just go do it too. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.